Cindy Ziff, the voice of the ocean, as Cindy is known as for many, many years, if you know Cindy, um, a real environmental activist and advocate, I should say, somebody who's really, you're very laser focused, Cindy. You've always cared not about partisan politics stuff, but just about keeping the ocean clean, which affects all of us in so many ways, not just not just for beachgoers who want to have a nice experience to down the Jersey Shore, but it goes very deep for you, your love and your care of keeping the ocean clean. So good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Thank you so much. Yeah, we are our mission, right? Clean Ocean Action. The name is the mission, and, um, you know, that's been the focus since we started, and we've come such a long, long way than from when, you know, we actually started out. As you know, Dawn, we had a, our ocean was a big old mess, and uh, we worked all of us on both sides of the aisle and millions of people uh, over the years to, to clean it up, and it is just such a joy to behold um, for just not only we live nearby, but um, millions of visitors from around the world come to the Jersey Shore now to enjoy it. So this news um, happening, you know, Halloween night, I mean, it happened in the evening. Orsted makes this announcement. They're canceling, abandoning the New Jersey offshore wind projects that, that you and I have discussed. And a lot of people uh, were protesting against this. There were lawsuits. I mean, we went through the whole thing. And and so now this this abrupt um, departure from saying they're not going to do Ocean Wind One, Ocean Ocean Wind Two, uh, it's a it's a defeat, if you will, for I think Governor Phil Murphy for his plan for that clean energy, and it would have been energy for uh, I believe a million New Jersey residents, just the one of one plan with the ninety eight turbines. So take me through your take on this. As far as, you know, are you doing the full victory lap? Are you cautiously optimistic? What's your reaction, Cindy Ziff, as, as you look at this Danish global offshore wind developer abruptly saying, we're out of here, we're not doing it? Yeah, I I have to say I was blindsided by the the announcement. And when it first came out, I thought it was sort of one of those Halloween spooky, yeah. I don't know. Kind of tr- like a spoof. Tr- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, it's shocking really that, you know, we've seen the, you know, all the reports that have been coming out, the jeopardy that the entire industry is in, you know, they, there was just been such reckless, uh, you know, um, industrialization proposed all these projects. Um, but for this company in particular, the fact that it is the global leader in offshore wind industry and it has a, you know, it, it is a part of the Danish government, it's hugely subsidized by we the people um, here in, in the United States as well. And then, you know, most recently they demanded a bailout, um, which, you know, the legislature, you know, basically turned into a pretzel to give them. And even still, they just sort of, you know, abruptly dropped the ball and um, walked away. And I, I just think that there's something there. And I, I certainly do hope there is an investigation to find out what, what happened. Um, but I think it all stems to the point that, you know, there hasn't been a lot of due diligence. Everyone has these green colored glasses about this industry and they've been getting a pass and they haven't been put through the, the rigor that any kind of other industry would have been put through certainly from the environmental perspective, but perhaps also from, you know, the economic perspective as well. 
And so, and, and that's, a, you know, the, the investigation as far as the money, and I was actually turning yesterday looking at the CNBCs of the, the financial chat, you know, Market Watch, Fox Business, all the business channels, I think were, were very, you know, they were looking into the financial side of it and that Orsted is looking at a five, a huge write-off, by the way, for their losses. But then looking at that report of what you're talking about, because we saw the legislature in New Jersey approving those subsidies. So it's anywhere from 100 to $300 to the ratepayers get the money back. That's a huge question, the financial piece of it. But moving forward, you know, as far as Orsted, they, they seem to be pulling out of the, the South Jersey, the Atlantic Ocean projects in our area, but not, not for the whole country. So the, right. the issue still exists, just not for New Jersey. Is that correct? Yeah, I mean, they. I think uh, we counted. They have eight different projects in the U.S. that are that are swirling around, uh, minus these two now. Um, so, and we've gotten more information on those three. Um, so that's you know. So they still have a lot going on here. And and what does that what does that mean for for you know the industry in general? I think there's just so many questions that need to be answered and. Again, I go back to the um, to the fact that there hasn't been a lot of there's a lot of due diligence on this, and I know I'm repeating myself, but yeah. it's kind of like you know if if any one of us you know or any other industry were to do something like this, there'd be a lot more scrutiny. Um, and I know everyone wants to have an immediate you know solution yeah. to the climate change crisis, and they think that paving the ocean from one end to the other, uh, you know, and destroying, you know, so much of the ocean ecosystem here in the mid-Atlantic and the Atlantic, uh, you know, is a solution, but there's no evidence of that. And hopefully, you know, if there is any silver lining here in a way, it is that um, government will, will be more responsible and take a time out, which is what, as you know, we've been calling mm-hmm. for for a long time, take a time out, you know, um, with the industry in such jeopardy too, between technology issues and of course the financial issues and the supply chain issues, you keep reading more and more of the troubles. Take a time out, There's, you know, and we don't we uh, look into this. Um, let's get the science right. Let's uh, find out what's going on. There's it's, there's lots of other things we can do to immediately reduce climate change impacts by, you know, getting rid of energy waste and. Um, and increasing energy efficiencies. There's also renewables on land. There's a lot we can do. Um, let's just be responsible here and, you know, take a look at uh, this entire, you know, failed uh, experience. And so the other project that, and I know that for, in other words, Ocean Wind 1 and Ocean Wind 2, and that's Orsted, those projects were more Cape May County, Ocean City, maybe Summers Point. But then, you know, thinking about Atlantic Shores, that they still are speaking out, saying this morning, even they're they're committed, they're going to deliver safe, reliable, renewable power, et cetera, and they're moving on, they're continuing. So are, mm-hmm. are there differences to you from where you are in these companies, Orsted versus Atlantic Shores and their practices, or to you, is it just basically, well, one down, one to go? <laughs> Um, Well, you know, actually, there's a a third project, too. There's the Empire Wind, which is off of Monmouth County, which is also sort of, you know, going through some trouble 
Um, that's in New York. That's even though it's off the Jersey Shore, the power is going to be going to New York. But the bottom line is, they've never, you know, the science is not uh, is has not been um, fairly evaluated. We've we've just gone from you know an idea to full scale industrialization. There's never been a pilot project to discuss and identify what are the environmental consequences of this. And you know, we're not talking about just a few turbines. We're talking about massive full-scale industrial projects, um, the National Marine Fisheries Service, you know, even if you take out the Ocean Wind 1 and 2, the National Marine Fisheries Service, you know, says there's going to be thousands of turbines and 10,000 miles of electromagnetic field cables switching all through the ocean environment. And these, uh, the substations are going to be, um, you know, causing huge um, um, problems to the ocean because they're going to be uh, you know, they have a one-through cooling system where they're going to be taking the ocean in those, with all the life-rich um, water, that the eggs, the fish larvae, that, that's going to go through the plant. They're going to douse it with biocide, cool down the plant, and then discharge that hot, toxic water to the tune of billions of gallons every year. So these, all these, all these you know, really serious environmental consequences haven't been thoroughly or even evaluated at all. And so from an ocean perspective, you know, why is the ocean given such disrespect? If this Mm -hmm. was a project on land, environmentalists would be demanding all, you know, full disclosure and full evaluation. But somehow because it's off in the ocean and we've got to do something on climate change, we get to skip all this, all the steps offshore wind gets a pass and we're just going to, you know, close our eyes and just get get it done. And that's just not going to happen on our watch. We're going to call it out. And I don't understand. One more thing just to say is I don't know why most in the media are giving the offshore wind industry such a pass. Well, that's just it. And it's reported. I was even looking at, for example, the Philadelphia Inquirer, New York Times. I mean, everybody's writing about this. But buried way down in there, for example, you you mentioned Atlantic Shores offshore wind. But when you look at who's behind it, if I as I recall, it was Shell, right? Their new energies. Yeah. And you brought this up in one of the times we were talking on the air, and that was that you know written into some of our budgets in the fine print. Um, you know, you had pointed out, Cindy Ziff, that in fact a lot of these so-called you know clean energy and doing things differently are really, if, if you're somebody who doesn't appreciate uh, fossil fuels, the truth is these are just the fossil fuel companies branching out, right? And and so it's, it's, it's not so green if that's your thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that has been sort of one of the things that it seems many in the, in the media seems to just, just, you know, again, without any real careful about um, or thorough investigation, just say, yeah, anybody opposed to offshore wind is being, you know, subsidized by the oil industry, and it just doesn't it doesn't square with the facts because, as you just said, many most, if not all, of the um, proposals are from the fossil fuel industry. The, um, the Atlantic Shores, as you mentioned, is, is a project with Shell, and I think um, Shell recently said that they're going to move away from renewables. Um, and Equinor, the, pro- the Empire Wind Project, Equinor is the nav- is the, um, is Norway's uh, oil company, um, Stat Oil. It used to be called Stat Oil. So, yeah, there's a lot of 
you know, misinformation being generated. And I just can't get over the, the lack of, um, you know, oversight that this industry has had, including from the media. You know, it's kind of like it's not just government, but it's all of us um, mm-hmm. to provide good oversight um, on these on 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 these companies and what they're proposing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say no matter here's here's the thing, unfortunately, and it's a common theme, Cindy, whether it's in, you know, pick a topic when something mm-hmm. when the media or a government group or an educational when they start getting partisan rather than just looking at, hey, let's do let's make a great plan and let's do a great thing and let's just focus on what would be great. So, for example, if we're looking at solar energy for New Jersey, let's get the best deal, negotiate the best deals, create jobs, etc. But when everybody says, well, we want to focus on partisanship, to me, this is the mistake in this and the reason we need so much more transparency, because ultimately it's not going to be the best deal if they're rushing somebody through and they're hurting, you know, they're hurting the environment. Quite frankly, look at what's happening with this company. Huge company now says, hey, financially, we can't do it after all. Well, they should have been vetted in the first place. Right. <laughs> and I understand exactly. there are economic factors. I understand, you know, in the world there are these factors. But ultimately, Cindy, I agree with you that this is, we have to, I don't know how we do it because everything's so partisan right now, especially ahead of 24. But sometimes I, I think we all have to start agreeing on the fact, investigate, make a good plan, make sure it's fully vetted. And this is a great example of, you know, what's going on. As far as the, the whales and the dolphins and all of that, Cindy, is anybody now watch? I mean, I know you're watching it, but monitoring, if they're shutting that down and monitoring the relationship between the whale deaths, the dolphin deaths, um, and the impact now that they're shutting down. Is there is there any kind of an impact study going on with that? Not that we're aware of. And again, that's really kind of a disappointing thing, right? Is you know there was uh, <laughs> there was just that knee jerk reaction. You know, there's this unprecedented amount of offshore wind pre construction activity, seismic noise sonar noise, all sorts of noises going on out there by 11 different companies, right? That's, that's what was happening in January. And, you know, coincidentally, perhaps, uh, all these whales were started dying. So we just made the plausible, you know, we mm-hmm. didn't say it was, we just said it was plausible. And within, you know, 24 hours, there was a slam dunk, you know, the, the response from the government was, there is no way that there's any connection. And it just seemed to me uh, to be extremely defensive without any evidence, you know, and then they started uh, rolling out, well, it's ship strikes. Well, it's this, it's that. But, you know, there's really been no full investigation that we know of. And, you know, it just it doesn't seem like they want to uh, know what's going on. You know, they, they don't want to do the baseline studies. They don't want to, you know, do the environmental work that, uh, take the precautionary principle and make sure that this kind of industry is in, at this scale and scope and speed is not going to end up cause, you know, environmental damage. It's just, you know, we want to make this happen and we're going to make this happen. And that seems to be the message. And I just think, you know, that's what happens. And um, when you rush and as you were just saying, you know, when you just do things um either for partisan reason or because you want it to happen and you don't do your homework, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you can make mistakes. 
And as you know, we've heard uh, officials saying, yeah, well, we're building the plane, why flying it, or we're sailing this ship while building it. You know, that's never a good strategy. And sooner or later, you know, mistake, bad mistakes can happen. And this is an example. And I don't know why, if uh, you know, if I were, you know, a leader, you know, I would say, wow, this is evidence that we need to take a time out. If this company that had the leader in the world that had backing of a country and the full support of the, the um, you know, the U.S. government and uh, New Jersey taxpayers, um, you know, if they can fail, there's a serious problem here. And what's so wrong about, you know, deciding we're going to take uh, we're going to take some time and do what you were just discussing? You know, look at it um, honestly and with due diligence. And the fact that we have the Government Accountability Office, you know, um, thanks to Congressman Smith and Congressman Van Drew and others, um, you know, in the works, why wouldn't you, as a government official, want to hear and learn from what the from that agency yes. and what they find out? Maybe there's something that could profoundly, you know, impact the the whole industry. Yeah, amen. Well, I would push everybody to your website, which is just cleanoceanaction.org, and you have all the information on there. If people want to volunteer, you have some great programs. If people want to donate and the latest. And I love, you know, you have a big graphic looking at all the big kind of zooming out as far as Maine, Lake Erie, you know, all along the eastern seaboard and the North Atlantic, looking at all the, the projects going in there. And so I know for you, there's still work to be done, just especially to educate the public. So I, I, I imagine that although you took a short victory lap, you still feel like um, with all of those offshore wind energy projects going on, you still have a lot of work to do. Yeah, this is not over until we can, you know, um, meet the, make sure that the ocean is going to be preserved and protected because, as you know, it is our best buffer to climate change, and we should be really working to make sure we preserve and protect that ocean. Um, you can't you can't solve climate change if you're going to destroy the ocean. It just doesn't. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's probably the worst thing to do. Well, Cindy Ziff, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Informed, really great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we. I love the ocean. I love the Jersey Shore, but I love the ocean too. And so I think, you I think, are a voice for the <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. But <laughs> I'm just, oh, yes, <laughs> but Cindy Ziff, thank you. Thanks a million. I really appreciate you. And we'll continue to follow it and all the efforts within Congress now to look into all of this and provide more transparency. And thank you, Cindy. Appreciate you.